Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life, the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by an artist that I recently discovered who I have now become such a huge fan of. Uh, Her 2021 debut EP received attention all the way from the north of Sweden, down to Abu Dhabi. She's been covered in Sweden's biggest newspaper. She's gotten heavy radio rotation in East Africa. She was nominated for an ISR award. And I can safely say that 2022 is the year of Yarly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. That's a nice introduction. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. I am very excited that you're here um, as as someone who is a big fan of the Y2K aesthetic. I, I appreciate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you hear that, fam. Yeah, that's that's my that's my favorite thing in the world. It gives me so much comfort. I love uh, it. Yeah. Um, so tell me. What's the worst question that you've ever been asked in an interview? Um, I think it was, um, it wasn't really just a specific question. It was a specific interview and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So I'm not gonna, but like two minutes into interview, I, I realize like okay so you don't know anything about music (laughs) or about me at all like you haven't done your homework and so it ended up with just like me being explaining how music is made and like how the music because for example she was like but how did you get all the instruments into the studio and I was like no no it's not actual instruments it's (laughs) uh, so I kind of just had to play explain music production for her and yeah (laughs) So that was that was a harsh interview. Wow. Like yeah. even even as as someone who you know isn't very well versed on like 
the production aspect of it. Like, I know that you're not sitting in a recording booth with 97 other people playing instruments. <laughs> like, in her defense, she was, I mean, she has... She had been living for quite some years, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's okay. It was a cute interview anyways, but it was just a surprise. <laughs> if you could collaborate with any musician, living or dead, who would it be? Um, it would be the Empress of Blues, which is Bessie Smith. Nice. was an amazing musician and more so according to me, an amazing songwriter. And also she just seemed like such a boss. And I just think that we would have been a vibe together. Uh, now, but for real, I think, I think I would have really been able to learn tons from her. So yeah, Bessie Smith for sure. That's a fantastic answer. I love that. <laughs> um, describe your latest project using only one word. I'd say independent. Nice. I like it. That's, that's a good, strong word. Yeah. What artist uh, would you drop everything to go on tour with if they asked you right now? Like if they just popped into the Zoom? Madonna. No doubt whatsoever. Madonna. Nice. Excellent. I could, I could, I, I can see that. I yeah, can tell, like, tell that would, let's tell yeah. her. <laughs> we're gonna we're manifesting that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, Madonna, definitely. if you if you happen to be listening, um, you know, Yarley's down for it. Come the people are down for it. Yeah. If if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Equality. I mean, I wish that the music industry would have come a bit further on that point. It's like we're only taking baby steps, really. But with that being said, I think that the music industry really seems to be at a, a breaking point right now where like nobody really knows what's going to happen. I think at, at this point with TikTok and its ever-changing algorithm, with the streaming era, et cetera, et cetera, Nobody can really claim they're experts in how to make it big in music right now. I mean, like the promotion companies, they don't know what they're doing. The major labels, they don't know what they're doing. The artists, we don't know what we're doing. Like nobody really knows. And, and I mean, that's it's frightening, but also it's really, really exciting that nobody really, nobody can claim the title of an expert. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how, how everything turns out. And I hope that in all of these changes happening, there'll also be a bigger space for women, queer people. Yeah, all of us who hasn't had a big saying in the music industry since forever, basically. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited, excited actually. I like that. Uh, what's a venue that you would give anything to play? That'd probably be Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado, you know about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really beautiful. I'd love to play there. That's that is the most popular answer to this question. Yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> I mean, wants to I play Red Rocks. It, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. I went, uh, I saw a show there four years ago, and yeah. it's just it, it 
it's the most amazing. Like it is, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Who did you see? Who was performing? Honestly, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine, I was out there visiting. A friend of mine bought tickets, and I had heard of Red Rock, but I had never been. And yeah. like, it's literally, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's so crazy. And like, you have to, you have to like cross a highway and walk up the side of this hill to get to it. And then when you get to the actual amphitheater, it's just it's brilliant it's absolutely yeah. brilliant I mean that's that's my biggest dream of all the dreams and I have many but like my very biggest dream is to be like so well established that like my world tour that I can really just pick like I wanted to be in this desert like let's build a a stage in this desert or let's build a stage in 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 this forest or whatever like that will I love those kinds of concerts when when you don't really expect the stage to be there at all. I think it's amazing. I like that. One day if if this show takes off well enough, I'm going to I'm going to put together a concert with everybody that's ever been on this show and we're going to do it at Red Rock. That way everybody can say, "You know what? I've I've played Red Rock." Yes, let's manifest that as well. Yes. What is your worst habit during the songwriting process? My worst habit is going for round two. I basically never, ever do second sitting with my own songs. It's like when I leave the studio for the first time with a new song for the, after the first session, I need to have the entire song already arranged, the chorus written, the first verse and the pre-chorus written. Like the only thing I could I can actually leave for the second session is the lyrics of the second verse, maybe, because if there's anything more left, I'm most likely not going to finish it ever. <laughs> That's definitely my my worst habit. What song do you wish you wrote? If the world was ending with G.P. Sachs and Julia, Julia Michaels I, or I actually can Can I do like this? I yeah. wish I wrote the lyrics for if the world if the world was ending and I wish I created the production for See Her Out by Francis and the Lights. Nice. Yeah, nice. those two are those two songs are just uh, genius level. I love that. Describe your perfect day. Wake up re-energized energized which I I really do almost every day i'm really blessed when it comes to my sleep and then i'm a brew coffee and it needs to be in a how do you say in english percolator percolator yeah yeah like the old uh, filter coffee machines that basically just old people and me use you know <laughs> yeah it needs to be one of those i love that shit and anyways <clears throat> then i'll do my yoga cuddle a bit with my cat check my calendar to see what's up for today and then pick an outfit and get ready. And I really cherish that part of the part of the day when I get ready. I don't know why I've always liked it. And then probably just have a productive and preferably quite intense, but short work day. That's the way I like it. When you just, you need to have a little bit stress, but not too much, like the perfect amount of stress. That's what keeps me going. And yeah, then probably just 
meet a friend and go to a concert or just have a drink or a coffee or whatnot. And then come home, take a sauna and then play some piano. And yeah, then it's good night. And I'm really blessed because I do love sauna. Like I love sauna <laughs> and I actually have a sauna in my building. So it's really nice. Oh, nice. What's, what's a song lyric, yours or someone else's, that's always stuck with you? I, I really don't think I have one. Like, I'm always singing. There's always some kind of song on my mind. I don't, no, I don't really have one like, this is the one that grinds my gear because it's stuck <laughs> on repeat. Uh, what's, what songs in your head recently? Mm. It's, uh, it's, uh, what's the name of it? Yeah. I throw my hands up in the air sometimes. Oh, okay. That old, like, Dynamite, I think the song is called. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, I've been singing that quite some time. Tayo Cruz, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite cuss word? That's men helvete. And <laughs> roughly translated, meaning like... Oh, hell, in Swedish. Nice. Yeah. What's your favorite Beyonce song? I mean, I'm a sucker for Break My Soul, but um, I'm going to have to say Love on Top because we go way back. Nice, nice. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, the Break My Soul remix with Madonna? I love I love it. And it's like, oh, are you serious? Like, am I going to get two legends? Oh, no, nah, I love it. I love it so much. What's something that people would be surprised that you own? Um, I don't know about something I own, but I do pe- think that people would be surprised by the fact that I know how to drive a tractor very well. And and maybe by all the instruments I play and like accordion, for example, which, yeah, that is something that I own. So, yeah, owning an accordion, that may be, be surprising to some people. Wow. I think you're the first person who's appeared on the show that uh, can play the accordion or at least that yeah. has said they know how to play the accordion. <laughs> so that's awesome. You need, you need to add that as a question. Do you know how to play accordion? I'm going to now, now every, any future guests who are listening to this episode, um, you know, if, if you don't know how to play the accordion, you're going to get judged. (laughs) If, if there was a musical Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? I love that question. (laughs) Um, So it would be Bessie Smith. It would be Madonna. It will be Beyonce and it will be me. Like I'm getting on that train. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Using only colors, describe your music. That's easy. Pink. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, So you are the lead singer of like a super group. Yeah. Who are the other members? I mean, probably my backing singers who, who's with me uh, since day one, Frida Björk and Ellen Vingord. They're amazing. I'm bringing them. 
I like that. Uh, you you're given the the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and and the music industry gods have said, Yarly, you're allowed to cover one song from any artist's catalog. What song do you pick? I mean, if I would, if you'd asked me like a couple of months ago, I definitely would have said Lay All Your Love on Me by Abba, because that's that's one of my favorite songs of all times. But I mean, Sara Larson just did it. So now it feels did and done. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick with Abba and I'm going to say Chiquitita. Nice. Excellent song. I love that song. What's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? I actually always, like when, when I write music, I, I tend to always have that in mind. Like if this was in a movie, what would the, what would the like scenery be? But yeah, I must say blush because blush it's giving indie love story, teenage heartbreak and like romantic drama, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'm gonna go with blush. Excellent. Uh, so this next question is um, kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, <laughs> I have three of the most cliche questions that are usually asked of uh, musicians and you get to pick one to answer. Yeah. Uh, so your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? I'm gonna pick the last one. Okay. And it's it's basically the same thing every time. It starts it starts with me just fiddle, fiddling around with my analog synthesizers at home, which I do often. And then like just finding a sound which make me go like shit, this is good. <laughs> and like jumping up and down and then Taking up from that sound, I'm going to find some chord that makes me go the same way. <laughs> Jumping, screaming, this shit is good. And then when I like, when I have the sound, when I have the, the chords, I'm going to just get like some theme that I know, like this is the theme for these chords. And then probably like going out for a cigarette, having some coffee or if it's maybe have some wine or something and just sit down and write the lyrics and then just record a demo demo and then send it to my co-producer and be like, are you hearing this? <laughs> Isn't this shit good? And then, yeah, just jump into the studio and finish it. But it's the same thing. They're like, even when I'm at the like, eh, when the, when I just started out, like when it's still supposed to just be a demo, it's still the same thing as I told you earlier. Like I need to be able to feel like, see the bigger picture like immediately, because if there's any doubts like on my end, then I'm, I'm going to be like, nah, I'm not going to finish this. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a blessing and it's a curse for me, I think, because yeah, I'm really good at killing my darlings <laughs> because <laughs> of this. Like, so yeah, but so yeah, that's my that's my process. It's it's a quick process. <laughs> I, I I definitely feel that I'm I have 
a a graveyard of shows <laughs> where there was like there was one thing that I was like I don't know if this works and I was yeah. like all right well it's done <laughs> you're dead we're moving on yeah gotcha what is your strangest mm-hmm. pre-show ritual it's not really strange. I don't do some weird things, but it's just very long. Like I take my vocal warm-ups very seriously. So yeah, that takes quite some time. And also I have a really big need of being on my own, like having a quiet surrounding before a show, do some breath work, do some, do my makeup, drink some champagne, like do some yoga. So because most of the musicians and artists and bands that I know, they really want to get hyped up before the show. I really, I, I really don't feel that way. Like, no, <laughs> I need quiet time. I need me time. So, yeah. I like That's that. My ritual. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? An artist. I mean, of course, it comes with entertainment as well. But I really do feel that my core is definitely my passion passion for music. And like the reason I'm on stage is to share that passion, share the musical experience with the crowd more than, than being there to like entertain anyone. So yeah, I must say an artist. Excellent. How many... <laughs> alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning none I always wake up before my alarm which is always set on 8 10 oh wow like I I can't I can't remember the last time I didn't wake up before my alarm oh wow that's that is admirable (laughs) judging on that response I'm guessing you need some alarms yet yeah (laughs) just just a few (laughs) What is the biggest misconception about musicians? That musicians are lazy. Because in the reality, like basically all musicians I know are really passionate, dedicated, and like really, really ambitious people who who works very hard for what they want. I like that. That's very true. What moment in your career are you most proud of? I really try to cherish. I mean, this is going to sound like a big cliche, but it's it's still the truth. Like, I really try hard to cherish every step of the way. And, like, even the small moments, I really try to, like, every night before I go to sleep, I really am going to, you know, think about, like, okay, did I expect this ever happening 10 years ago? Did I, <clears throat> did I, like, I really try to be proud of the, of the small things, but, but my very most proudest moment would be me being on tour in Uganda, which I was this summer. And like the fact that my music literally took me places, that's, that's an amazing feeling. And I'm very proud of it. And you should be, that's, that's fantastic. What's the first song that you remember hearing? The Rose. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's a cute song. I love it. Yeah. If you could start your career over from the day that you decided to pursue music, would you do anything differently? Um, I think that my path so far has been really good. And like the steps I've taken, I think it's been they've been happening on the exact time that was supposed to happen. Like I started out being a backing vocalist for other artists. So then I get to practice to be on stage, but it wasn't my show. So it didn't, it didn't matter to me if I messed up, you know, no, but for real, it, it was, that was, a, I'm really blessed. And, and I really appreciate that. I got, got the chance to like really learn how to be comfortable on stage, like see how everything just how everything works, like when you're on tour, when you're on before show, after show, like, and how do you do this? How do you do that? So I'm really, I'm really thankful for that. But, but I guess if, if I could give myself like a little tip on forehand, it will be to plan less. And that might, might sound like a bad idea, but like the first singles and my debut EP, I put so much time and effort and money into like the planning part, when to release, how and how it's going to look, what I'm going to say, the visual idea, like the concept, everything. And of course, being in a, a emerging artist, you need to put quite a lot of like thought into it, of course. But then when you release your first singles and like you really made it clear what your ID, like both music musically and also like visual what that's all about then you need to cut loose a bit just finish that song and then just release it because that's the reason to why you're here in the first place right to like to create and share music and and that's really where I'm at right now like for example my latest single go to hell that was the first single I really just like we created it and then four weeks later, it was out. And, and I think, as I said, like when you've already established like, okay, so this is, this is my brand. This is what I do. Then just go. Don't, don't plan too much. Don't think too much. So yeah, that, that's something I would like to change. Plan less. <laughs> I love that. What keeps you up at night? I mean, honestly, nothing. <laughs> I sleep so good, all, like every time. So not, nothing keeps me up at night. And would you would you ever consider maybe uh, trying acting full time? No, I mean <laughs> <laughs> that will be fun. I really, I really liked uh, acting when I was younger, but like right now it's more like no I ain't got time for that I'm trying to become a rock star over here I don't want to be actress so no so tell me about uh go to hell so go to hell was is very special to me since it was the first thing I did completely independently I mean I've been independent since day one but for my first releases, I went with this promotion company and 
I had quite a lot of help from a lot of my very talented friends, like with the with the press photos and et cetera, but would go to hell except for having my co-producer and my songwriter on my team when like creating the song. I did everything on my own, like the press photos, the press release, sending out promotion package packages, planning the release with all the content. And I, I, I mean, I like sent out 400 emails. I mean, everything. So now seeing that Go to Hell is the single that, I mean, it's going quite well. It's probably the one doing the best of all of my singles so far. So it feels really good to be like, okay, so I, I really put in some work into this one and I did everything on my own and yeah, it's going, it's, it's spinning. So yeah, that's go to hell is very special for me. It's a fantastic track. Thank you. And you should be, you should be absolutely proud of that. Um, It is, it's on my, uh, it's on my shower playlist. Actually, (laughs) That's really nice. I love it. Songs to scream in the shower. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and so what's what's next for you what are you what are you working on now I mean basically what's next for me is taking my own advice and stop overthinking my releases <laughs> but yeah so I mean I have I have quite a lot of new songs that I'm really excited about and some really nice like projects that I'm involved in and yeah I don't know I just feel really 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 excited for for the fall and for the winter it's going to be a lot of fun things happening and and yeah more so there's going to be like you're going to be hearing a lot of new music from me so it's just buckle up excellent excellent um so we have uh come to the end of the show I Please tell the folks at home and uh, all over the world where they can hear your music, where they can find you on the socials. You can hear my music everywhere where you can stream music and you can find me everywhere. I'd like on all social medias, you're going to find me at it's Yarly. Fantastic. And we'll put, uh, I'll put all of that in uh, the episode description. I, Charlie, I stand firmly behind my statement at the beginning of the show when I said 2022 is your year. Um, more so now that I have spent this time with you and gotten to pick your brain a little bit. Uh, you are you are destined for rock star status. And I am excited to be able to say, you know, I, I talked to her. <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. And 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 thank you again uh, for for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.